This is the Weekly Squeeze Podcast, and I am your heartbroken and devastated host, Hanala Music, coming at you from the heartbroken and devastated land of Israel. You know, I didn't plan on getting into the turmoil of this war so quickly. I don't think that any of us thought we'd be here today, but here we are. And boy, is it a time to cry. If you ever needed a good cry, now is the time, so feel free to weep. I know that you're not alone, and that we're all in this together. And together is the only way that we're going to get out of this. I mean, everybody knows this is a day of reckoning for the Jewish people. Today's a day of reckoning for the world. Today is the day that we can determine the difference between good and evil once and for all. Where we can show the world what anti-Semitism is. What hatred of Jews does. The depth of the hate. And the determination to eradicate our people by any means possible. Today the whole world saw. This week the whole world saw. And if there's anyone out there who has any doubt what the difference between Israel is and between what Hamas is. And let's not call them Hamas. Like, who are we kidding? I'm laughing. <laughs> Hamas. They're like an official organization. What is the difference? All cocky smells the same. There's no better way to say it. All the Palestinian people, all the Arabs in the Gaza Strip are responsible for this. If anyone thinks for one second that this happened in a terror vacuum hellhole, it happened with the accomplices of all the women, girls, nieces, nephews, grandmothers, sister-in-laws, aunts, uncles, and anyone over the age of 12 in Gaza. Everyone else, the animals, the dogs. What did they do? <laughs> Poor dogs. <sighs> Nobody deserves this fate. There is no rationality on earth for human beings to treat other human beings this way. There is no agenda that's important enough. There's no cause that's crucial enough. There is no excuse. There is no excuse for human beings to treat other human beings this way unless you understand that these people are Amalek. They are the forces of evil that Hashem put into the world. And they have always been part of our story. They have always been part of our story. The Arabs have been trying to murder us since the beginning. And we knew this, and Israel knew this, and everybody knows this. Even the leftists, even the people who are sitting here today crying, thinking, so much wasted time working with these people. I told you so. I told you so. We all told you so. We are dealing with absolute evil. What Israeli citizens bear witness to in the last four days, no human beings should experience in their lifetime. No child should see the images that our children are being exposed to. <laughs> 
No life should be uprooted in such a brutal, horrific way. No human being deserves this. Let alone the Jewish people. How dare they? This is just... This is just... I'm sitting here crying and my dog is scratching at the door. She knows how sad I am. But she's not coming into the studio. I'm not going to sit here and cry for the next 40 minutes. I'm going to share the news, what's going on in Israel, give you my perspective, um, try to filter it in a sense so that we can feel the pain without having to traumatize ourselves because that's just another level, by the way, of the psychological damage that this is having currently right now on our people. And like I said, no one deserves this. I mean, every single parent in Israel went to sleep last night with a broken heart. Every single Jew in the world went to sleep last night with a broken heart. I hope every human went to sleep with a broken heart. And anyone who didn't, let's talk about anyone who didn't. Any organization, any celebrity, any and all brands, any businesses that you don't see condemn this, condemn these atrocities that took place in Israel by the Palestinian people organized as the Hamas, who don't condemn this in no unequivocal terms, they should be canceled. So message your friends, comment under influencers, and make your voices heard. You are either with us or against us. You either stand with the Jewish people or you stand on the side of evil and you should be condemned. So get on that, people. And if anyone has any argument, if anyone has anything to say, you simply say this, that there is no cause, no dispute, no situation that could ever call for such depravity against any race or creed, let alone the Jewish people living in their own homeland, country, their own state. None. There's no conversation to be had. But here we're going to talk because we are people who know that from the deepest, darkest depths, there is tremendous light, and we are witnessing tremendous light now here amongst Am Yisrael. So we are going to share some of that with you. I'm going to give you an update as I get them. I'm still waiting, actually, for this early morning update. Kind of just been taking in all the content for the last 12 hours on groups and also trying to cope with what I'm seeing. It's been quite a ride. Okay, so the first thing is I am going to give you the rundown of President Biden's remarks. I have to say that I watched every single word last night and I was just like, get those words out, Mr. President. Tell them like it is. Muster up the energy. You can do it. If only I could find the laughter in this. All right, so this is what the president said. I'm going to read it in case you didn't fully comprehend it. He said, you know, there are moments in life when the pure, unadulterated evil is unleashed on this world. The people of Israel lived, and I'm adding this, and are living through one such moment this week, this weekend. The bloody hands of the terrorist organization Hamas, a group whose stated purpose for being is to kill Jews. This was an act of sheer evil. I'm adding this. These were acts of sheer evil. More than a thousand civilians slaughtered, not just killed, slaughtered in Israel. Amongst them, at least 14 American citizens killed. Parents butchered using their bodies, trying to protect their children. Stomach-turning reports of babies being killed. Entire family slain. Young people massacred while attending a music festival to celebrate peace. To celebrate peace. 
Women raped, assaulted, paraded as trophies. Families hid their fear for hours and hours, trying desperately to keep their children quiet to avoid drawing attention. And thousands of wounded, alive, but carrying with them the bullet holes and the shrapnel wounds and the memory of what they endured. You know, those traumas never go away. There's still so many families desperately waiting to hear the fate of their loved ones, not knowing if they're alive or dead or hostages. Infants in their mother's arms, grandparents in wheelchairs, Holocaust survivors abducted and held hostage. Yes, right now, hostage. It's Wednesday morning here in Israel. Since Saturday morning, since Shabbos morning. Hostages whom Hamas has now threatened to execute in violation of every code of human morality. It's abhorrent. The brutality of Hamas, this bloodthirstiness, brings to mind the worst, the worst rampages of ISIS. This is terrorism. But sadly for the Jewish people, it's not new. This attack has brought to the surface painful memories and the scars left by a millennia of anti-Semitism and genocide of the Jewish people. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. And we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself, and respond to this attack. There is no justification for terrorism. There is no excuse. Hamas does not stand for the Palestinian people's right to dignity and self-determination. Its stated purpose is the annihilation of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. They use Palestinian civilians as human shields. Hamas offers nothing but terror and bloodshed with no regard to who pays the price. The loss of innocent life is heartbreaking. Like every nation in the world, Israel has the right to respond. It has a duty to respond to these vicious attacks. I got off the phone with Prime Minister Netanyahu. I told him that if the United States experienced what Israel is experiencing, our response would be swift, decisive, and overwhelming. We also discussed how democracies like Israel and the United States are stronger and more secure when we act according to the rule of law. Terrorists purpose. They purposely target civilians, kill them. We uphold the laws of war. It matters. There's a difference. Today, Americans across the country are praying for all those families that have been ripped apart. A lot of us know how it feels. It leaves a black hole in your chest when you lose family, feeling like you're being sucked in. The anger, the pain, the sense of hopelessness. This is what they mean by human tragedy an atrocity on an appalling scale. But we're going to continue to stand united, supporting the people of Israel who are suffering unspeakable losses and opposing the hatred and violence of terrorism. We've been in communication with Israel, blah, blah, blah. We're surging additional military assistance, including ammunition and interceptors to replenish the Iron Dome. We are going to make sure that Israel does not run out of these critical assets to defend its cities and its citizens. My administration has consulted closely with Congress throughout this crisis, and when Congress returns, we're going to take them, uh, we're going to ask them to take the urgent action to fund the national security requirements for our critical partners. This is not about party or politics. This is about the security of our world, the security of the United States of America. (sighs) So let's be clear. There's no place for hate in America, not against Jews, not against Muslims, not against anyone. We reject, we reject, what we reject is terrorism. We condemn the indiscriminate evil just as we've always done. That's what America stands for. And then he shares a beautiful story, which he might have made up, but I did hear such a story. Maybe he read it in a book. (laughs) But she did say this golden year when she was prime minister, President Biden apparently came to Israel 50 years ago. And um, he met with her, Golda Meir, in her office just before the Yom Kippur War. And I guess he says that she could see the consternation on my face as she described what was being faced, what Israel was facing. He says, we walked outside in the hallway outside her office, and she looked at me and she said, would you like to have a photograph? So I got up and I followed her out, and we were standing there silent looking at the press. 
She could tell, I guess, that I was concerned. She leaned over and whispered to me, and she said, Don't worry, Senator Biden. We have a secret weapon here in Israel. My word, this is what she said. We have no place else to go. We have no place else to go. For 75 years, Israel has stood as the ultimate guarantor of security of Jewish people around the world so that these atrocities of the past could never happen again. And let there be no doubt, the United States has Israel's back. We will make sure the Jewish and democratic state of Israel can defend itself today, tomorrow, as we always have. It's as simple as that. These atrocities have been sickening. We are here with Israel. Let's make no mistake. Okay, so that was from President Biden. I made notes of the things I wanted to share with you. I'm going to share with you now a recording from the IDF as of this morning. I'm not sharing anything particularly gory on this podcast. I'm going to be as vague as possible, at least attempt to just filter our hearts and minds a little bit from the darkness. Um, so yes, keep that in mind. Obviously, if you, you know, this is too much, then take a minute and it's okay to go off social media. It is, I have been thinking about going off social media. Like it's okay to know that bad things happen to the Jewish people and you need to pray. Everyone knows what they need to do. And we're going to get to that soon. But I know there are people all around the world listening, getting information from me about what's going on in Israel and wanting to know what they should do and feel and think. So I'm going to share the information I think is appropriate um, that will help you get an idea of what's happening here in Israel but not flood you with you know, too much bad news. So the first thing I'm going to share is an IDF recording that gives you basically a rundown of what Israel has discovered within the last 24 hours in Kfar Aza and all around the country. This is Sergeant Itai Veruv. He's preparing journalists to enter Kfar Aza, where atrocities have been taking place at the hands of Hamas terrorists. This is on IDF's official Instagram. It's not a war. It's not a battlefield. You see the babies, the mother, the fathers in the bedrooms, in the protection rooms, and how the terrorists kill them. It's not a war. It's not a battlefield. It's a massacre. It's a terror act activity. So you can look at about... In, on yourself, it's something that I never saw in my life. It's something that we used to imagine as our grandfather and grandmother in the pogrom in Europe and other places. It's not something that happened in the in the new history, in the near history. So I think that gives you um, an idea of the gravity of what was discovered there. Now, again, I want to remind you. It's very difficult not to look because you feel you have to suffer with, with your brothers and sisters. You have to be in on this. You have to be experiencing it because how could you look away when this happened to your Jewish brothers and sisters? At the same time, I want to remind you that Hashem has a plan for every single person. And I've told this to my mother time and time again. And she didn't say I was wrong. So if I'm wrong, <laughs> that's on my mother. There's a lot of pain around us. But we have to manage our environment so that we can still function and maintain a healthy balance between exposing ourselves to those psychological traumas, essentially, that are out there for us to absorb because they're happening to people who we love. But at the same time, if Hashem wants us to be incapacitated with grief, He might visit us personally and give us a challenge that knocks us off our feet. But as long as we are on our feet and can, can continue walking and putting one foot in front of the other, that's our responsibility, to continue focusing on 
the positive, yes, the positive, the light, the ktusha, the holiness, the signs, and to, it's impossible to unpack even what happened here uh, on all the levels that it did. But now is not a time to doubt Hashem. Now is not a time to start asking, but why? How did this happen? Where was Hashem in all of this? Hashem is with us no matter what. Get it through your heads. Hashem is with us no matter what, no matter where we are. You, the, the Jewish people beat with one heart. If your heart is broken, it's because all our hearts are broken. The heart of the Jewish people is broken. It's perpetually broken, but it has been rebroken. And Hashem didn't do it to us. We did it to us. This is a day of reckoning for the Jewish people. We did this to us. There's no missing it. There's no looking out there and saying, I wonder what, what we did to deserve this. The, it's all over the place. And it's not a time to look at other people and say, because that's what they did and that's what they did. We all, we all are responsible for our actions. We are all responsible for the decisions we made to hurt one another and to create such a division that we have to be brought together only, only, through severe, severe pain in a time of severe, severe sorrow. Only through tragedy do we get it. But here we are, and we've been here before. This time, though, we won't be there again. This time, considering what we're dealing with here on the ground in Israel, considering how big of a war this has become, how big of the war this has yet to become, and the impact and the psychological and economical and political and spiritual impact that this atrocity has occurred, where more Jews were murdered in the land of Israel than ever since the Holocaust. Gaza is finished. Gaza is finished. And let me tell you, if the army doesn't do it, the people of Israel will do it. And the army is doing it because the army is Israel. The army is, isn't a unit. The army isn't just a group of people that miss something and now they're responsible for this. And I know it's tricky and hard not to feel that way. Like, where did they drop the ball? What do you mean, where did they drop the ball? When Hashem wants things to happen, things happen. The Jews left Mitzrayim in broad daylight. I mean, there is no stopping the plan that, that Hashem has for B'nai Yisrael. And if Hashem planned that B'nai Yisrael should get such a zetz in their land, then who knows how many incidents were set into motion to put Hashem's plan into action. It's impossible to know. So let's not play the blame game, and let's try to remember. And it's hard to miss, because if you go on the, uh, on the internet, and I... Um, encourage you to share these clips of the soldiers going out there singing and dancing with Sifri Tyra and rapping Tfilin and celebrating each other's simchas. I saw a video clip of soldiers dancing with a soldier that was supposed to get married to yesterday. So they made him like a comforting, you know, trying to comfort him by singing and dancing um, and, and, I mean, the sheer amount of videos of people bringing food to the Chayalim. Let me tell you something. Our Chayalim have got it good. The mothers of Israel have stepped up and they are sending food. The restaurants, 
my, you know, the, the kids here in Ramachilo, they were tying tzitzis yesterday. Somebody donated t-shirts and the tzitzis have to be tied and the boys in the neighborhood were tying tzitzis to send them to the soldiers. My neighbor said, oh, I sent $1,000 worth of camping gear. I'm like, really? Uh, a neighborhood kid was like organizing pizza. He set up a PayPal so we can get money for him so he can order pizza and they're sending pizza and they're sending cards. It's very hard. I told my husband yesterday, I said, this is worse than COVID. Not that COVID wasn't awful. But the impact, you know, it's life-changing. So let's not judge each other. We're people's decisions or people's choices and how to cope with this and what they decide to do to get through this hard time. The most important thing is that we are nice to one another. That we are there for each other because it's impossible to get through this alone. Okay, there's other things I wanted to tell you about that I know are important for you to hear. So we did the Biden speech. I don't have a recent update, but I'll give you a, a rundown of what was taking place here in Israel. And then um, I'm going to share a the, all the names of Chayalim who needs Felice. And um, some other things about uh, this tragic time that we're going to get through together. Okay, as far as Israel real-time updates, you know what? It's been really quiet overnight. Not that it's not nonstop booms. It's nonstop booms. Like, I am hearing Israel pummel, pummel Gaza, pummel them, drop tons of bombs. And honestly, it's unnerving, but at the same time, every explosion, it's like, yes, just keep bombing. Just keep bombing the rancid falafel balls out of them because now is the time. Israel should go into Gaza gleefully without any guilt. And the only reason they haven't is because there are hostages, which is extremely problematic. Now, I asked my husband yesterday, why don't we just take all the prisoners out of our Israeli prisoners, every single Palestinian, and line them up and just tell Gaza, we're going to start shooting them. And every minute that you don't send back the hostages, we're going to shoot another one. We'll, we'll shoot another 10. And that's it. And just start killing them and see if that works. Because with enough pressure from the Gazans, whose loved ones are in jail and who are now lined up by Israel, who's going to kill them if the hostages are not returned, then, you know, Hamas might just actually send the hostages back and call it a day. So that's my personal opinion. But what do I know? I know nothing. I know nothing. I do know that many, many soldiers have been killed. Many, many soldiers have been killed. And they are beautiful, young, handsome, charming, adorable, talented, lovely, lovely kids. Kids and fathers and grandpa and grandfathers. I saw I posted on my beautiful individual Instagram account. Let me see if I could pull it up real quick because this was so inspiring. A uh, a reservist went up for duty. I don't know where this picture was taken, but you see him, he's wearing his uniform. And he's holding a machine gun and he's squinting because apparently he lost an eye already in a previous war. He's 95 years old, Ezra Yachin, and he's the oldest reservist in Israel. Just so you understand how many people have been affected by this. So, yes, there were many, many Chayalim um, killed so far. And if you want to see who they are, 
and their names, um, you can go to the IDF's website, idf.il, and um, see for yourself. As far as the mission right now, what's going on in the ground? Defense Minister Yoav Gallant to troops on the Gaza border. This is all as of late last night. I have released all the restraints. We have regained control of the area, and we are moving to a full offense. Hamas wants a change in Gaza. It will change 180 degrees from what it thought. They will regret this moment. Gaza will never return to what it was. The IDF named another 32 soldiers killed yesterday. The names bring the toll of slain soldiers to 156. Um, Ikhlov Hospital Tel Aviv will move select operations to their underground facility. The first ward, ward to be moved will be internal medicine. I actually saw a video yesterday, or I shared a video, of surgeons in surgery on a soldier in Yerushalayim with a siren going off in the background, and they just keep doing the surgery. Do you know how uh, composed you have to be to perform surgery? I mean, do you know what that takes? But they're going to stop and potentially lose a patient because of Hamas? Hell no. U.S. fleet, last night, Americans and Israelis were comforted somewhat to see the USS Ford Carrier Strike Group, which is basically a massive American warship full of airplanes and fighter jets and weapons, um, arrive off the coast of Cyprus, continuing its movement toward the coast of Israel. Uh, sources indicate the fleet is close enough to be considered in the operational zone. They're not here to jump in Israel's fight. Americans don't want boots in the ground, but definitely to stop others from jumping in. Uh, horror upon horror, and this is shared. This was shared all across Israel. This is what people know: um, the torture and murder of men, women, and children by the subhuman terrorists. Um, rabid dogs, lower than ISIS. They are ISIS. What's the difference? Lower than Nazi war criminals. I mean, this is just they. They murdered four hundred cows. In the settlements surrounding Gaza, hundreds of dead cows were found in barns. You could see a Hamas terrorist passing by and hitting them in the head with a bullet. 400 cows. I mean, that's just senseless killing. These are people who have no value for anything Hashem created. You're telling me that a person who could kill 400 cows, innocent freaking cows, deserves a say, deserves a voice, deserves to represent a people? These people represent the Palestinians. These people represent... Arabs and insane morons of Americans who support terror against the Jewish people and their voices should be heard. Anyone who supports the Palestinian people, their voices should be heard. And let me tell you, it's about to get, you know, the shift is about to happen because as the images come out of Gaza, a whole new campaign is going to start to flip the script. So anyone who hasn't been tuning in, who kind of tuned out is suddenly going to get a barrage of footage from Israel, from the West Bank, from Palestine, wherever, you know, Americans don't have a clue who's who in the zoo, but they're going to get a barrage of footage of the horrors. Yes, and it's going to be horrible, and we are going to be cheering it on from the mountaintops because we live in a digital world. So that, that hasn't even begun. Right now we're enjoying the sympathy. I hate to say enjoying. Right now we're experiencing Khalila Khalila, the sympathy of the world. Ke'ilu. Even... Alan Dershowitz was shaken to the core. Shaken, he condemned Harvard 
in every way possible. He condemned Harvard. He condemned the the institution. He condemned the administration. He condemned the students. He command, he 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 is so freaking angry. As is anyone with half a brain around the world. And today is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time when we will see who is with Israel, and who are the Arabs. <laughs> who are the Arabs? Because that's what this is about. This is Arabs against the Jewish people determined to destroy them. And we knew this was going to happen. And the world tried to modernize this issue and blame it on the Jews. Because how else could they rationalize that these people exist only to destroy Jewish people's lives? Like that's their only purpose of being. I just saw something in a WhatsApp group. I'm totally shifting the mood for a second. Free hair braiding for girls, French or Dutch, Wednesday, October 15th. That is in three days um, by one of the girls in our community. Just for fun, to lighten the mood. There's dance classes. There's exercise for the men. I mean, Am Yisrael, Mika Am Yisrael, who is like the Jewish people? Hashem, look. Hashem, look, 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 look. All around Israel, and I shared this on Instagram uh, in a video that got, Baruch Hashem, thousands of likes. Because what's not to like? <laughs> I have seen, I would say, 300 TikToks of Israeli teenage girls cutting their clothing. And let me tell you something. Israeli teenagers love their clothing. And no, they can't return it because Israel doesn't have a return policy. And no, they don't want to give it to someone else because who are they going to give it to? They don't have a, a cleaning lady to give it to. So they're cutting their clothes, indicating that they're taking on Sneas, that they're taking on Sneas for the safe return of their chayalim. And yes, it's their fathers and their brothers, and it's everyone's, everyone's relatives. Everyone's loved one is fighting and looking for terrorists right now. So Hashem... If that's not impressive to see teenage girls cutting up their shorts and their mini skirts and their bikinis, I don't know what is. I really don't know what it is. If that doesn't do it. But till then, let's say to Hillim, I'm going to give you a list of names. If you feel like you need to pray for specific soldiers, here is a list of names you can recite and then say to Hillim for. A group of soldiers are on standby to enter Gaza on foot. Uh, they know not everyone will come back and beg to pray for them. Attached is the list of the aforementioned company to tear down the gates of heaven. They believe only in their prayers and ours. Please spread it as much as possible. This was obviously translated from Hebrew. So write this down, and I will put the list in the show notes and in the WhatsApp group so you guys can share. Yehuda ben Nurit, Daniel ben Nurit, Roy ben Ronit, Amit ben Yanet, Sama Shmuel ben Toro, Yosef Yecheskel ben Sheminch, Tzafun ben Damkatz, Oded ben Gabinish, Dir ben Inbal, Dvir ben Yona, Ariel Mordechai ben Ziva, Jeju, Usheri ben Geula, Jordan ben Avishag, Binyamin Yosef ben Ronan Baruch, Nibo Moshe ben Meir, Yuval Shalom ben Smadar, Yosef Elia Shalom, son of Devora Aliza, Eliyahu Chai ben Sharon, Nicholas Nachum ben Galina, and Uri Israel, Ben Batchen. I don't know about you, but I have a fantasy going through my head, and my fantasy is as follows. I envision the IDF walking into Gaza in a cloud of glory. I do. I see them all marching with their tefillin on and going into Gaza, and Hashem is right there at their side and is fighting this war with them 
and they just managed to destroy their enemy and not get one nick. And they come back marching victoriously with all the terrorists. Their heads on spikes. That's my my fantasy. That's my wish. And maybe, maybe that will ease the pain. But one thing's for sure. Don't think it can't happen. Don't think it can't happen. Hashem has done miracles for, for B'nai Yisrael in war time and time again. So we are going to see miracles. We are going to see miracles. I know it. <laughs> All right, um, Chabad.org is such a great resource. I went on their website today to get some chizuk myself. I'm going to read you a op-ed or a letter from a soldier at war, Ezi Morgenstern. He's an IDF soldier, and his faith will carry him through, he writes. And he has a public letter to the Jewish people, so I'm going to read it to you. Um, and I think you'll find this inspiring. Dear friends, brothers, and sisters, I'm writing to you as I prepare for action together with my blood brothers, members of a reserve engineering corps, attached to the Golani Brigade. Since saying goodbye to my wife and kids on Simple Star, I've barely slept and have not had a proper meal, but I've never been so focused in my life. God has handed us a mission, and with your support, we will do what we need to do. Like many American Jewish kids, I grew up with stories of morning services being disrupted early on Yom Kippur 1973, with trucks coming by calling the men up to war. Now that has become my story. My name is Ezzie Morgenstern, originally from New Jersey, now living with my wife and eight kids in Yavniel, Israel. Our sleepy town is somewhat isolated, and we had no idea that anything was amiss on Simchas Torah morning. We came to Shul, we started services, and we were deep into Kiddush and the ensuing festivities when a visitor told us there had been an attack. I tried to block it out, recognizing that sadness would not help anyone and that the greatest weapon we have against hatred and evil are love and joy. But something told me that things were serious, so I ran home, turned on my phone, in a way permissible on the holiday in an emergency, and saw hundreds of messages flooding my WhatsApp, including one telling me that our brigade would be meeting virtually in just two minutes. The meeting was brief. We were told that we were to report to duty ASAP and prepare for battle. I ran to Schultz to say goodbye to my kids, who were already hearing too much from the adults around them, and I've been moving ever since. The movements are familiar. This is my fourth war. I've served in the Second Lebanon War, Operation Pillar of Defense, and Operation Protective Edge. I want to share with you the advice I've been giving my men since I believe these lessons are crucial for everyone, whether you wear a uniform or not. Keep positive. One of my men just asked me if I think Israel will survive. I told him, of course we will. What happened happened, and we have not yet begun to grapple with the enormity of the loss, but we know exactly what needs to be done now. We've done it before, and with Hashem's help, we will be more successful than ever before at disarming the evil men who wish to harm us. Wars are fought with guns, but they are won or lost in the mind. Do not allow the enemy to infiltrate your mind. Don't allow yourself to be sucked into a vortex of gory videos or doom and gloom reporting. It will do you no good. Instead, share hope, faith, and encouragement. This is especially true when you're around children. You cannot change the facts on the ground, but you can choose how and, and how and you and they experience them. In the timeless words of the third rabbi of Chabad, think good, it will be good. Trach good, fedzayin good. Trach good, fedzayin good. Add spiritual light into the world. The Talmud tells us that tefillin strikes fear into the hearts of our enemies. So if you are a Jew, put on tefillin. If you know a Jew who doesn't, now is the time for him to put on tefillin. I saw that Dan Seal is giving free tefillin for anyone who commits to putting on tefillin. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. So you can head over to their website. Jewish men and boys, wrap tefillin and pray for us. If you do not have a pair, your local Chabad rabbi will be more than happy to help you out. Jewish women and girls, your Shabbos candles bring light and tranquility to the world. This Friday night and every Friday night before sunset, light candles and restore some of the bright and shiny souls that have been snuffed out. 
and pray for us. While our enemies call out Hashem's name as they perform the most evil atrocities, we pray to him to end the bloodshed and restore peace. Say to Hillel, pray for the residents of Israel, both Jewish and non-Jewish, and the brave soldiers of the IDF. And have me in mind in your prayers. Eliezer Shnirzaman Alevi Ben Sarah. May God grant us the ability to return home very soon, bringing us peace and security. All right. This is really hard. I'm sorry. This is so gross, too. I'm going to try to edit out some of this. All right. Um, a couple of other very positive, beautiful things from my neighborhood, from the Ramachilo Chesed group. Just beyond. Um, everyone's been amazing. I mean, people are raising money left and right for headlamps, batteries, mobile chargers, flashlights, socks, underwear, cigarettes, yes, cigarettes, towels, wipes, toilet paper. People are pouring in cash so that people can buy everything that the soldiers need. Um, there have been numerous prayer vigils. Obviously, every single shul is full all over the country of Israel. Lines for blood donations are around the block. Around the block. I mean, uh, the Israelis are just running. Please, take all my blood. Just Take my blood, because we're all bleeding. Um, this is from the Perez family. They live here in Ramachilo. They shared that Yonatan, who miraculous, miraculously only moderately wounded in his leg, thanks to Hashem's kindness and everyone's heartfelt feelings, continues to improve day by day. The family is still waiting for clarity regarding Daniel's whereabouts and well-being. According to the most reliable and recent available information from senior officers, Daniel and his tank crew are currently classified as missing, as opposed to captive. Great. All right, so this is a family in our city. Please continue davening for the safe return of Daniel Shuman ben Sharon and his fellow tank crew members, Itai ben Chagit, Matan ben Anat, and Tomer ben Karen, together with all the missing, injured, and captured, all in need of Hashem, all in need of Hashem's salvation. Mikam Chayisrael, Goya Chadbaretz. So much positivity, so much light. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. We are going to survive this. It's going to be okay. Yesterday, at JFK Airport in New York, a Haredi passenger with a half a million dollar credit card stood in the corner, and everyone who showed him his emergency aid, that's the emergency call-up notice for reservists during wartime, um, he paid for their tickets. He paid for their tickets to come to Israel, spending like a half a million dollars, all the while staying anonymous. The picture was taken here with the sacks of donations to the army, Vests, clothes, lanterns, equipment for soldiers. And there's a massive pile of duffel bags being sent to Israel. And I'll put that in the WhatsApp group as well. Focus on the positive. There's a lot of positive and there's a lot of negative, but focus on the positive. And I have to say that I was very pleased with Ben Shapiro's statements. He put out a statement condemning this and describing to the world exactly what took place here in graphic detail so that everyone who listens to Ben Shapiro and beyond should know. So focus on the positive, focus on the good news, give your money to organizations that are verified. I'm going to put five links in the show notes, five ways to help Israel. You can donate to Friends of the IDF, FIDF.org, Magain David Adom, AFMDA.org, United Hatzalah, IsraelRescue.org, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, a verified organization that I support, ifcj.org, and the Ari Fold Project, arifold.org. All these links are in the show notes. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with this. I will do my best in the coming days to be here with you and for you. But just know that we are united. We are together. 
We are in this together and we will get through this together because Hashem is on our side. That's it. That's all you have to know. Hashem is on our side. Don't ask questions. This is not a time for questions. This is time for true faith. Because if you have true faith, there are no questions. There's just connection. There's just tefillah. There's just gratitude. There's just amuna. Pure pashat amuna. Belief in Hashem and His plan for us. So do what needs to be done. Protect your children. Protect your communities. Gather. Increase in acts of goodness and kindness and of charity. And show the world that the Jewish people are one strong nation and we will do our best here in Israel to make you proud. And we need Mashiach. We do. It's time for the next chapter. Lastly, please consider supporting my sponsor, Caroline Bass Health. She has a great product, a great kosher, easy to digest. It doesn't have, you don't have uh, like weird burps. There's nothing, nothing changes colors. You just take the herb twice a week, three times a week, and you sleep better and your skin feels better. These are great herbs. Ashwagandha. Let's see. I have to look at the bottle every time. Ashwagandha. Um, mood balancing herbs. Queen Tulsi. Hello. Queen Tulsi apparently is like a very fancy herb that makes people feel great. And Caroline put that all in a bottle. So if you are feeling stressed, do something for you. Like herbs don't care if you're a man or a woman. Like just, you know, take them. CarolineBestHealth.com. And leave me a review on this podcast. Share the link with friends. If you know people that are kind of clueless what's going on, feel free to send them my way or send this their way. And I will see you, Mirza Shem, very soon. <laughs>